it was I think it uh, pushed us throughout the whole next season, even uh, going into the playoffs, especially against Philly when we played them in the second round again. We kept telling ourselves to keep the foot on the pedal, go all the way, because last time we played for three games and then uh, we let it uh, slip out of our hands. So it was uh, in the back of our minds the whole season and it definitely kept us grounded even when, when we were up um, by a lot. It just definitely helped with the mindset going into the playoffs and on different series and overall. So it was it was a good experience to have. Besides, it was a unique way for you guys to start the season as well, right? You went over to um, Ireland and to Prague. That could work for you. That could work against you, I guess, a little bit. But you guys went over there. You, you got together right away. How much do you think that that played into it where, where you guys could kind of get away and just concentrate on coming together as a team and a group? Like you said, there was a lot of travel, time change and all that stuff. So it did, did put stress on us. But I think uh, the most important part for our team was being able, like you said, having time for ourselves. If you want to call it team building, we're in Ireland. I got to spend some time together, hanging out. Went on to Prague, which is both are great cities. And uh, we just had a lot of fun just hanging out with each other, going out a couple of times. And, and that's how we create a bond. And I think it definitely, like you said, helped us getting through tough times during the season and, and just being able to overcome, I don't know how many obstacles throughout the season. And uh, it was a good thing and it helped us definitely. Dennis, I have a couple of questions as it relates to Zdeno Chara. When were you and Chara put together? Because Claude, if I remember right, he preferred to keep you guys separate. It was um, after the 2 nothing. after we were down 2 nothing against Montreal, I, I want to say. I think that's when he put us together. It ended up working out <laughs> pretty good. He wanted us to keep us apart. We we're both kind of defensive-minded, I guess, when you, wanna, when you look at our style of play. But then... I guess they had a pretty good uh, first line Montreal, pretty skilled, pretty dangerous. He decided to just uh, stick with us and, and move forward like that. What was it like when you finally had a chance to play on a pair like that with Zidano? And I know you guys played together for a while after that, but to play on, on what was arguably the best shutdown pair in the game. It's uh, amazing uh, having a partner like that, a dominant partner overpowering everybody on every shift, outworking everybody on every shift. Uh, it made me better wanting to live up to his expectations. It also made me or get me or got me to be dialed in even more than um, than just, uh, I can't say just playing with any other guy, but playing with Z, who is, like you said, the best shutdown D ever, one of them. Uh, it was definitely a treat, and I never uh, will forget that. I mean, the expectations always go, are always to win the Stanley Cup. Um, whether you actually have a chance or not, you want to set your um, goals high. Once you get to, got the season started, I think uh, we were a very streaky team. Sometimes we would blow our teams. I think our second period was always our struggle. We always started strong, but I think the second period was always a, a period where we got a little careless and had to buckle down for, for the last period. But um, you can just tell when, when our mindset was right, when we were working as a team, uh, we were dominating teams. So you could definitely tell the potential was there. But as you know, in the playoffs, you always need a couple of lucky bounces here or there to get far and then eventually win in the Stanley Cup. Guys, as that season goes on, you guys get to the trade deadline. You trade two pretty good players in Stewie and, and uh, Mark Stewart and, and Blake Wheeler away, and you bring in uh, Kells and Peverly and, and Caberlet. And Shane Knighty, when you see that trade deadline happen, what's going through your mind? Do you, do you say, all right, we're going for it? Or like, are you a little concerned about who you gave up in order to, to bring guys in? I think at that point of the year or the season, uh, Stewie um, didn't really get a whole lot of playing time, I want to say. 
And then we also always had a tough time just finding it the right spot for him. I think he just didn't uh, gel well with uh, Claude. So those guys were expandable in, in uh, Pio's eyes, and, and he got exactly what we needed. We needed uh, a guy to be put in a, th- or a great third line, which was a perfect fit for Pevs and, and Kels, great role players and very, very skilled with Pevs. And he definitely, you could see or feel that, that Peter was going for it. Um, he got another um, guy with Shane, who's, who's uh, a great locker room guy, and he was definitely uh, reliable when, when he played. I think at that point at trade deadline, we knew we, we had something good going. Uh, showed us that, that Peter actually uh, felt the same way and was excited. I want to go back to one thing um, because we touched on the Flyer series and what happened in, in 2010. Dennis, if, if I remember correctly, you got hurt just before the playoffs. I think you lacerated uh, your wrist. If you can also, if you can remember back, just what was it like you had to watch that? And watch your team, and, and obviously David Krejci, his injury during that series was also a turning point in 2010. But did it set the stage for you in a different way because you knew what the team had and you had to sit through that? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it hurt. I mean, I had a good, uh, I want to say, 11 games I played with the team or a little less after the trade deadline, and I and I felt good. I got a lot of ice time. I felt good about myself. I had confidence. And then uh, something silly like that happens and, and knocks you out for six weeks. I was skating at that point when we were up 3 nothing all the way into Game 6, Game 7. I mean, I was getting ready to play in the second round. I was I was excited. It was a third round. It would have been a third round. So for me to sit up there and, and seeing the, the lead uh, just dwindle away and, and every time you sit up there, you're helpless. You sit up there, it looks so easy when you look at those. If you look at the game, you just see every little passing lane that could have been open. But when you're on the ice, it's, it's a totally different game and it's... Uh, so much quicker. So I hate sitting up there. I hate watching games and, and it's really nerve-wracking. You watch the game as a fan, you know, way more nervous than anybody else that's on the ice, actually. But it, it definitely helped me going forward and trying to prove them that they made the right choice re-signing me and just um, having made the right choice to have me perform like they thought they, they, uh, the player they were getting. So it was uh, definitely drove me or helped me being even more motivated to, to help the team. Claude definitely um, gave me a role. He uh, gave me a lot of confidence. He let me be for the most part, unless I, uh, I struggled here uh, for an extended period of time. But he knew how to handle me. And he uh, definitely gave me tons of ice time, which as a player, um, you can ask for more. It shows that he trusts in you and he believes in you. And if you feel that as a player, it's, uh, you flourish as, um, in that role. He basically uh, made my time in Boston, and uh, and I will never forget it. I'm grateful for it. And as a coach, he was always a nonsense guy, a no nonsense guy. He was very straight line, very um, tactical, and knew how to teach the game, knew how to teach the system. And I think it showed in our uh, team that we had back then. Besides, when the playoffs started and you guys went down two games and none, being down two nothing to Montreal and going to Montreal to play Game Three, what was the feeling with the team in terms of? I don't know, you're down 2 nothing going to Montreal. That's that's a tough prospect in front of you. It was very tough. I mean, uh, Montreal was a very tough team to play against. They were just in your face. Uh, they were smaller, but they were very active, hard on forecheck, and they were all over the place. So they were tough to play against. Uh, we didn't play our game the first two games. We didn't have Z. I think he was sick. Yeah, we were forcing too many pucks and made beat ourselves. We gave up, I guess, too many chances on our end and, and just... Um, it wasn't our game, so we just told ourselves we were down to nothing. Uh, it's a big hole to get out of, but uh, at this point, we we got to focus on ourselves, 
play to our strengths, which is straight line and, and uh, minimize our mistakes. And I think uh, we, we did exactly that. It was a tight series uh, throughout the whole uh, seven games, but um, we found to our game. Like I said, we need a couple of lucky bounces, like uh, Rides' uh, glove safe on the goal line. And you need those, those lucky moments in order to get the snowball rolling. And uh, from then on, I think we never looked back and we got more consistent and we were very successful uh, in the next years ahead. Just how big of a challenge was it for you as a defenseman trying to break through that Tampa trap, that 1-3-1? And then at the same time, what Peverly mentioned he, he said if our defensemen would fire a puck and it got blocked, they had their entire group of forwards that were blowing the zone for breakaways. Just so what, what sort of a challenge was it to try and get by them? Well, it's a system back then and not a lot of teams were playing. So as a player, you get used to the one two two. It was awkward because they gave you so much room to skate up to the red line and then it would just jump you. And if you weren't ready for uh, what they were doing, it just uh, created turnovers. And it was uh, very frustrating for the opposing team. Unblocked shots, they were gone. They were very offensive. They were very opportunistic. So we just, again, had to minimize our turnovers, had to play responsible on a, on a defensive end. And um, it was just tough. Like I mean, their, their firepower they had in the first couple of lines with Stamkos, Le Cavalier, um, you name them. Uh, they were very tough to keep them from scoring. If I'm not mistaken, I think all those scores, they were pretty high high scoring games. So one team always kind of uh, wasn't on their game and the other team definitely used it to their advantage and, and blew the, the one team out. It was a fun series. It was a hard fought battle until game seven. It was a one nothing game. It's crazy. So it was a tough series. Definitely the zoo that was happening in, in the garden. I think the, the fans, they were so into it. We were dialed in. I think even even the Tampa team was dialed in. It was just a really hard-fought, tight-played uh, hockey game. And uh, I just remember the crowd being wild. It was a great feeling being being part of it as a player. And um, one mistake decided to serious. It was the greatest feeling. It was, it was a ton of fun. You felt the city being behind us and pushing us. And, uh, and it was great uh, having uh, being able to win that game on home ice. Saiji, you played in front of a lot of different goaltenders throughout your career. You know, guys might be a little quieter in the net, not a lot of fires to put out in front. You, you played in front of Timmy throughout this thing. As great as he was, it, well, describe what was it like to play in front of him. How vocal was he with you, with, with the defenseman and the communication between him and you guys? And he wasn't your conventional goaltender. I mean, he was a little all over the place. Effective, but all over the place. Just what was that like? Very adventurous. <laughs> I mean, he did cut me twice on each leg once with his uh, the way he plays goal. I got a little close to him, so you know his style. He throws himself from one side to the other, swings his legs. But uh, I liked the way he how vocal he was. He would come up to me, or I would come come up to him after a good save. We'd talk, and and he was very relaxed in there. He was um, a crazy good performer in tight situations, and uh, he was just great to have. A great teammate, very bubbly as a as a as a goaltender. Like goaltender, some goaltenders always shut down during uh, during games, but he was very outspoken, very happy. And it was good, just nice to have a guy in the back that just kind of kept a light. And even when you messed up, he gave you a little uh, smirk and uh, said, whatever, just keep going. And it was just nice to have a guy like that in that. So the Bruins get by a pesky Montreal team in the first round, a, a dangerous Flyers team in the second round. You talked about how talented that Lightning team was that you beat in the conference final. And then in the Stanley Cup final, the Bruins have to face the number one offense that season in the Vancouver Canucks. And you only saw them just a handful of times during the regular season. As you headed into the series, 
whether it was you and the rest of the team, what was it going to take to shut them down? Like you said, they were the number one team offensively all over the media. They were the favorite, uh, but we liked being in the underdog role. We just uh, told ourselves, uh, keep sticking to our system, keep playing strong defensively. And uh, I think you could, you could tell uh, the more the series, the series developed, uh, we played a better team game there. They were definitely more skilled. They had more flashy players in their lineup, and it was hard to defend them. They were they had some physical guys up there, but us playing against them as a team and sticking together as a team definitely got us to win um, towards the end. No, definitely. I mean, there were so many little things that happened with uh, biting the finger, and then the next game, uh, Rex basically taunting them. So there was such a hate towards each other. It made the game even more intense and um, more of a war out on, on, on the ice. It was fun to be part of. It was uh, definitely the hit that uh, Hody took definitely turned the series. I think uh, we did lose a couple of tight games in Vancouver. But we knew we can we can play with them, we can beat them. And after that, yeah, I think we totally uh, took over and uh, just told ourselves, let's, let's do it for him, do it up to our teammate that basically got hurt for us. Again, it was a great series, hard fought, and uh, I will never forget uh, the run. Sides, with, with you and Z in that series, and I know it's a five-man unit, right, defensively, and if you're going to try to shut down the, the Sedins and, and yeah. whoever you might be on the ice against. But for you and Z specifically, what did you concentrate on the most? And how are we going to shut down this, you know, this high-powered group here? It's a good question, if I can only remember. Um, <laughs> those guys, they know they, they have eyes in the back of their head, it seems like. Um, when a guy faces the wall, he just puts it through your feet, not even looking where he's going, but they really know where each other is. They just find each other. They have plays drawn up just like Marshy and, and Bergy nowadays, it seems like, and Pasta. We just focus on, on basically not getting beat back to the net, trying to take their passing lanes away because, I mean, they were good shooters, but they weren't shooters in, in the first uh, place. They were always looking for the extra pass. And as a player, you got to know that because once they have you beat, they try to go back through you. And uh, I think we adjusted well to that. Again, it's a five-man unit, like you said so having that, that center down low helping us out when one of us one of us gets beat helped us um bunch of times but again they had kessler they had uh um Lapierre, and they were all guys with with a lot of energy they had a lot of bite to the game but overall it was basically just sticking to our system and playing fundamentally solid defense and there's no specific thing that we've said we have to do this or that in order to uh beat them Dennis, a lot of times that center helping you guys out was Patrice Bergeron, and you had a chance, obviously, to play against Bergeron for years. But having him as a teammate, did you gain a greater appreciation for his game, especially that year and during that run? Definitely. I mean, playing against him, uh, I think the first time I played against him was during the lockout. He played for Providence. Back then, he was a physical force. He was hitting guys. He was solid on the skates. But having uh, being able to play with him uh, during that run or during the time in Boston just showed me how consistent of a player is, how solid he is in every aspect of the game, um, responsibly, defensively smart offensively and, and just knows where to be at the right time and and it just he's the most complete player i've ever played with just as good of a person he is off the ice uh he's one of those guys it's just um amazing to to having had that opportunity to be on his team and having him lead us uh, was definitely something special it was uh it was an awkward feeling it was an early game so we had to, lots of time to kill until the game that's always bad when you're in such a high stake game you got a game coming up at five you get up at eight and then you have all those hours to think about what you're gonna do <laughs> but i think uh, um, at that point we were rolling we were a well-oiled machine we knew again keep our nerves together play our game again team game 
if we stick to it, we'll have a chance to win. And and we we got a lucky like a couple of lucky bounces on on uh, on uh, PK. I think uh, we got a lucky bounce off off the off the glass when I when I cleared it. That made it two nothing. I want to say we knew when we played solid defensively, uh, we got our chances, and we did exactly that um, going into the game and ended up winning it. But again, it was all about uh, staying within ourselves. Don't look ahead. Don't look back. Um, just focus at the task at hand. Timmy was the MVP. You know, David Krejci was a leading scorer in the playoffs. But I, I know that, I, I think I've heard Claude say this, and I would echo it actually, that if you look at somebody that was deserving of some consideration, it was you and, and how good you were throughout the playoffs and especially in that final round. Are you able to sit back now and, and look at it and, and realize how important you were to that Stanley Cup run? I think I have. It's it's unbelievable to hear and nice to hear people even having the thought of me being uh, that valuable. I got the chance during the quarantine. I, I saw that I actually have Nesson on my subscription down here in New York. So I got to see the whole run again. And uh, it made me realize that I was a big part of it. You don't see it as much when you're when your head's still in the game. You want to give a, give yourself as many props as, as maybe you should get sometimes in your own head. But watching that again just showed me what kind of part I had in this whole thing and how much uh, responsibility I had to, uh, to being able on this team, uh, to be on this team and having that role. So it was nice being away from the game. I noticed it even more than that it was it was a big part I played in, and it's uh, it's good. It's a good feeling to have. Since you had a chance to rewatch those games, whether it was back in 2011 or you know after reviewing them here recently, what role did a 22 year old rookie and Brad Marchand have in that run? Yeah, that was amazing. He grew as a player like crazy. He was dominant offensively. He was explosive. He was creative. And that uh, has only gotten better over the years until now. And he's still doing it. But uh, I think that's when it all started. You can see his uh, brilliance on the ice, his, his creativity, and his nastiness that he had uh, even more back then. So <laughs> it was awesome to see. Well, Mark obviously has won a couple times before that, so he know he knew what it takes to win tough series to go far in the playoffs. He was a great leader. Whenever, as you know, in in, a, in the playoffs, it's like a roller coaster. You win a couple of games. If you feel like you're going to win the Stanley Cup, you lose one game. You feel like you're out of the cup within a second. But um, he always kept us even even keel. He knew uh, who to talk to, what to say to certain people in, in tough situations. And he just showed on the ice with, with his uh, demeanor, with his uh, leading personality. And it definitely um, played a huge part for us being able to win. You know, Sides, when I look at that team, we, we've talked a lot. Of, we've talked to a lot of people here over the last uh, couple of months. And I think a couple guys we overlook a lot, in my mind anyhow, is the, like the second pair, Johnny and Andrew Ferenc. That second pair was so big. Maybe you could just speak to them and how much they meant to that team. I mean, like you just said, they were they were very uh, just as valuable as as any other pair on the team. They played a great role, shutting down the other guys. Johnny, a crazy physical guy. Fair, the veteran, very physical for his size and, and very smart. They played solidly, mistake free for the most part. Again, Fair was a great leader. He knew exactly, just like Rex, what to say, when to say what. Having another guy, when you look at our core, it wasn't really the most skilled core, or uh, it definitely wasn't the most skilled core. We we played rough, we played straight line, and then so now you don't find a lot of cores like that, decors. But I think it made us good. We knew what we had. We knew how to play to our strengths. They did exactly that, and uh, definitely deserve just as much credit as anybody else on this team. Before you had a chance to lift the cup in Vancouver after winning in Game 7, I believe only Yui Krupp, he was the only German player who had ever won a Stanley Cup 
And I think only 22 German players at that point had even played a game in the league. Did that have some meaning? And did you take some pride in that? Not as much as I do now, being away from the game a little bit, just thinking of all those things. At that point, I wanted to win against the other German, the other team, Erhoff. <laughs> Back then, Nowitzki um, was wishing uh, Vancouver all the best. And that was another thing that, that bothered me on the inside <laughs> and gave me a little extra motivation. So all that stuff it was more about winning, winning against the other German, beating the other German, than uh, being the second uh, German to ever win the Stanley Cup. But uh, those little things definitely uh, nagged on me and uh, it, it helped us uh, push us over the edge. You hear all those guys always telling stories, uh, who said what, what was said, when, and I have no idea of any of that stuff. And I don't know who handed me the cup. The cup. I just know it was uh, surreal. After the game was over, I was thinking when the next game was going to be because we were going for two months every second day. But once I, I uh, held the cup over my head, I um, again, it was surreal. It was, it was an empty feeling because you were on top of it and, and it was over. And again, you were so used to your your body was so trained to to keep going every second day and being on your game for such a long period of time it was uh definitely a great feeling and uh it was nice to be able to to, to share those moments with your teammates that you fought for for, for the past year and it was the greatest feeling um i've had so far i think uh well a big thing was horty getting knocked out and the way he got knocked out that was a, a crazy uh, experience when he saw his eyes in the back of his head laying on the ice. I think uh, the whole team was basically uh, feeling the same way, feeling angry, I guess. But we used it to our advantage moving forward. I think when we first got to Vancouver, we all had those newspaper clips pinned on the wall that Vancouver was the favorite, uh, total favorite. They're going to win easily that series. And I think uh, that's another thing that motivated us a ton, uh, getting going into a series and being able to... Um, uh, performed the way we did. I guess how vivid are the memories that you have from the day that you had a chance to have the Stanley Cup, that every player who wins it gets that opportunity? I remember that. <laughs> I uh, took it to Atlantic City. I thought about inviting the team I went one with in Germany. I was a young guy there. Back then I was 18, 19. And I invited, most of the guys were Canadians or Americans. So I invited those guys down to AC. And I had a fun day. I took it out on the boat after a boat ride. It was more for the camera because you got to do something during that day. I dropped it off at the Caesars where, where the party was being held at night. Went home, freshened, freshened up, and I went back to the, to the Caesars in the banquet room. Um, where we had a little party and it was just nice to see the guys I won with back then celebrating with me during that time and it was uh, it was a fun time it was uh, a time where you could enjoy hanging out with the Stanley Cup the thing you worked for so hard uh, it was a lot of fun